It's snowing. <laughs> it's snowing. In February. I was driving the That's car. That's not unusual. Really? Because I, well, I was going to say, I was driving the car and I was thinking, this is weird, isn't it? This is climate change. This is... What's that one where... What's that film where they... The the snow comes in and the ice... It's a wonderful the, life. No. <laughs> the day after tomorrow. Oh, God. Yeah, is, I was thinking about that. Is that the one where they outrun the wind? Possibly. Yes, yes. Um, because um, Jake Gyllenhaal's... I think he's in a, like a museum or, an, or a library, like a really famous one. And Dennis Quaid, who is his dad in this, has to find him before the wind makes him freeze. Something like that. Films where you have to outrun the wind. That's the it. Happening and The Day After Tomorrow. Mm. Both awful films. Yeah. So I was thinking about that today. And we've also got a link to what to the one of those films in our reviews oh, today. Oh, yes. Yes, you're going to talk about something that's mm. of the same genre, aren't yeah. you, later on? Cool. But no, it's not a sign of climate change. It's a sign of you not knowing what happens each month. We're in winter. Yeah, I, was, I did think that. I did think, is it just that it's winter? Is it just that I think of February and daffodils and all of that sort of stuff? But that's March, isn't it? Well, March, <laughs> April, really. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what's happening in the world these days? Everything's topsy-turvy. I don't know what's going on. I think everything's just kind of been blanked by that council and Jackie Weaver. And... Oh, Jackie let's, Weaver. Let's date the podcast. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Jackie Weaver. I cannot believe how that blew up because you showed me that video of Jackie Weaver. If anyone out there in the world hasn't heard of Jackie Weaver and the parish council, please Google it and, no, and have a people look. People will come back to this in six months. Yeah, like people come back to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, someone might stumble across this and go, who the fuck is Jackie Weaver? Anyway, look it up. But Mark found it. Before it kind of blew... You found it very early on, didn't you? Before it really, really blew up. Before people were doing indie songs of it and and doing all sorts of weird, wonderful TikTok-y type things, mm. which I don't understand because I'm too old. But, you know, once it really, really went... You found it and showed me it, and I thought, what on earth are you showing? What weird, obscure thing are you showing me? And then, you know, the entire world knew about Jackie Weaver. She was on Woman's Hour. I was very excited. What is that? Who's oh, it for? stop it. How long is it? Please oh. stop. Please stop. I think we've explained that before, haven't Have we? Have we? Anyway. I can't remember. Yes, so... Elaine wants... Elaine takes all questions literally. Not all questions. Pretty much every question. So I had great fun by asking her who Women's Hour was for and how long it lasted. Women? Round about an hour was my response. Such japes, such larks in our house. Yeah, it's a chilling insight <laughs> into our lives, isn't it? I'll tell you what else I've done this week. I've caught up with the trial of the Chicago 7, which we talked about many, many podcasts ago. And now I'm going to have to listen to your review of The Trial of the Chicago 7 to it's remember. It's good for the numbers. <laughs> yeah. If you download it on a few different devices, that would yeah. probably help us. I really enjoyed it. I really, here's my review. Really enjoyed it. Wasn't too keen on it to begin with. Thought it was a little bit ploddy. Didn't quite get into it. And then there's some scenes of injustice that really get to you, don't they? She says, hoping that you said that. Yeah. Perhaps. I think I might not have brought that necessarily up because I think okay. that's somewhat of a spoiler, but... Not a spoiler, but... No, I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, what did you think of Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, now, all the way through, because you you had words about that in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, rang him up and that. said, oh, you're Sasha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you weren't particularly keen. You felt that it was a very Sasha Baron Cohen performance. Hmm. I can understand why you've come down on that. I think there's more nuance to it. 
as the film progresses and you're meant to think of him as a sort of a buffoon um but as things go on your opinion changes of him i i think yes well, i think that's what the, the film is leading you to believe the only thing i couldn't get away with was i couldn't understand if he was going for an accent like a very specific accent or if the accent was bad mm. that that was the one thing that I, I stayed with for ages going is he because he's so good at things like this i was like why he would never have a bad accent surely but the per, the real life person abby hoffman i think yes. the name is must have had that very specific accent that I just couldn't tune my ear into. So every now and again, I would go, oh, he's, he's lost it. He's lost the accent. But I think he, I don't think he had. I think it was just a very specific type of accent that I couldn't quite key into. I mean, Abby Hoffman's very famous, so right. you can probably you, listen to his accent. Right, well, I might go his, and, yeah. 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 And, and then come back next week and tell <laughs> us what you, what you found. Okay, should we talk about TV? I mean, we just literally have been, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. That wasn't TV, that was a film. Watching television, watching television. Can we start with WandaVision? Because we have now watched, is it five episodes? Yes. And a couple of weeks ago you said, let's do WandaVision. And I said, oh no, 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 let's wait till the end. And now I want to talk about it. I'm, I'm worried about where this is going to go. What, why, why are you worried? Well, when you say I'll need to talk about something with me, it's not that I've done something wrong. No, no, it's, it's not. And what I'm saying is, I think I've done the wrong thing in saying to you that we should wait until it's finished to talk about it. Yeah, this is my mea culpa and saying, you were entirely right. We should have talked about this weeks ago. I shouldn't have stuck my oar in. Okay. So, yeah, should we, should we talk about where, where we're up to with WandaVision? So it's, for people people who haven't seen it... Yeah. This is Wanda, Maximoff, and Vision from the Avengers. And I just want to say quickly, sorry to interrupt before you even got started, Mark's rolling his eyes. This will be completely spoiler free. So if you haven't seen it yet, we're not going to spoil it. No. We're, we're, we're not going to do that at all because this is a show that needs to be seen without knowing anything. Sorry, yeah. Mark, carry on. I can think we can tell about the framing device mm. at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. This is Wanda Maximoff, can I finish? Yes. And Vision from the Avengers living their lives in a in a sitcom and as it moves on we see different eras of sitcom yeah so you start in the 50s mm. move to the 60s 70s onwards yeah and i think anything more than that mm-hmm. is to say something but yeah. i think it's safe to say you will hear from our thing there is more to it than just two people in a sitcom yeah absolutely yeah. Mm. what so i I'll, I'll start by saying if this isn't in my top two things this year it's been a brilliant year mm-hmm. yeah i agree but i wasn't with it from the start were you there from episode one i was there from episode one no. i can sit and watch a parody of a sitcom all day um and it really got me and then there are the things where they hint at something beyond and that really just hooked me in that was it mm-hmm. i was i was there i could at I'm sold. I'm as I'm as excited about this as I was about Lost when it first came out. Oh, really? Yeah. At that level? Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm at that level. Um, I think Lost is a, a thing just all by itself. I, I think you have... I'm not sure you're going to get another Lost for a very long time, and I don't think this is it. I wasn't too sure. Episode one, episode two, and I think that is entirely down to the fact that I didn't laugh during those episodes, and they were meant to be funny. I mean, there's a laugh track... Yes. There, it's it's all it's very comedic. 
there's slapstick, there's mm. all sorts. It means taking off of the shows of the time of Dick Van Dyke show, I Love Lucy, all of that, Bewitched, those sorts of things. I, as we know, I'm humourless, as you... <laughs> I definitely you, do, yeah. As you, as you remind me. So, yeah, I, I didn't find the comedy funny, but I don't tend to find this sort of stuff funny. The thing that really hooked me in was when we got to episode three and we started to see, like you say, there's more to it than perhaps we first anticipated. There were some really sinister moments, some really creepy moments, and that is what hooked me. And now I really look forward to Fridays when, and it, we when are, it comes out. We are literally watching this the second we can. Yeah, yeah. Like the first time we can sit down together, whether that be first thing in the morning mm-hmm. before lunchtime. we start work or lunchtime. Or, yeah. yeah. This is the first thing we do together. Yeah. And I, I just think this is so well made. I think the MCU was just getting stale with robots and superheroes kicking each other. I hated Vision in the films. <laughs> yeah. I think he was brought in... in um, Edge Voltron and he did the it was the trope that I really hate in films and literature where someone's brought in they are all powerful and then they realise they've written themselves into a corner so the next time you see them they're just completely completely weakened and in the sketch vision largely made into a comedy character I think my hatred for this comes from well there's two things one's in wrestling where you get guys coming in, like on the first week they're beating up about 12 people, and then the next week they're clearly just a normal guy again. But I think going back even further, you used to get, with He-Man figures, stick with me on this. Okay. You used to get like a little comic with them, like a little mini comic. Right. And there was one for, do you know, <laughs> do you know any He-Man characters? I know He-Man. Right, okay. And the Masters of the Universe. So there's one there's called... a dog or a... Just a oh, dog. Is it a cat? A yes. battle cat. Yes. A battle cat. That's yes. it. Battle cat the dog, yeah. Is He Man Skeletor? <laughs> no, He Man isn't Skeletor. No, but Skeletor that... is the baddie. Right, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's yeah. two. So there's Trapjaw. <laughs> right. He was kind of a half robot. He had a big funny jaw. <laughs> and... Yeah, Frank called Burke. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. that didn't go down very well, did it? <laughs> no, because it took me a second to understand. It's a trapdoor, trapdoor joke. Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Right, yeah. move on. So trapdoor. Yeah. The comic that came with him, he came in like no one could beat him at all, and He Man and Skeletor actually had to team up and combine their swords to, which was a kind of a trope. This is going to get cut out, so I don't know why I'm even bothering yeah, going. Yeah, on with no, it. no, carry yeah. on, carry on, love. So they both had to team up to beat him. Like next next week. Oh, next comic, it was just one of Skeletor's bad, like, baddies. And and this relates to Vision? Because he came in all powerful in Age of Ultron. The one thing that could be Ultron. Next week, he's just walking through a wall with, like, stupid jumper on. <laughs> I think this gives Paul Bettany much more to do. Absolutely. Much, I mean, not that you could give him any less to do in the films, but mm. now you, you he doesn't have to have the Vision um, makeup on all the time. He gets to play different... There's different elements of different characters that he can he can play. So he can do comedy. He can do you know scatterbrain. He can he always oh, um, he can be very robotic again. You know, so it's all different facets of personality that he can really really play here. But my sort of VIP in this is Elizabeth Olsen. I think she is superb in this. I love her. I mean, I love her in she was in. Marcy May, Mar- Mary Marcy May Marlene. Okay. That, that, that was the thing that I first met. I, 
I, I'm a, <laughs> rearrange those words yeah, in IMDb yeah, yeah. and you'll... I know exactly what you mean, but I'm not going to give it a go myself. Uh, I'm just going to look it up. Is it Marcy something? Martha, Martha Marcy May Marlene, which is a brilliant, brilliant film, even if you can't remember its name or the order of the names. But since she's been in the MCU, she's not had a lot to do. Mm. Um, and she has been sidelined completely. Yeah. She's just sort of in the background. She had a little bit... Even the emotional beats in uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? Do you, yeah, can you yeah, even I've, tell? Yeah, I, I've seen them. I can't really tell you what yeah. happened in each of them. She has a big emotional thing, and it was kind of used as a plot point just to get to the Civil War, and her sort of feelings around it are just ignored after five minutes mm-hmm. of kind of a reaction shot of her looking a bit sad. Okay. Um, but she's so good in this, and she goes from the forced smile of the fifties sitcom to mm-hmm. that kind of oh my God, what's happening here, mm. to being proper rock hard at points yeah. and absolutely owning the the action side of stuff. I, I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. And I think it's so important that this is released week on week mm-hmm. because it it really does build anticipation. Like, yeah. I am sat there thinking, what the hell's going to happen? What the hell's going to happen? Are you listening to the spoiler podcasts that are out there? There's loads and loads of spoiler podcasts. Um, that are, that have gone for one division because it's that sort of show that you can sit and you can pick at it and you mm. can theorize. I'm purposefully avoiding the spoilers only because I've been sort of burnt in the past with things like Westworld, where the what happened was essentially not leaked to me, but people theorized the right things, yeah. and therefore it felt like it was a leak. And then I went into the show and went, oh yeah, I kind of know that's going to happen because someone's already said it will. I am listening to them mm-hmm. um, purely because I always listen to them with Lost and like I don't, I'm not afraid of like being able to see things. I think part of the fun is like seeing how things develop as well. There's a big twist at the end of Westworld's first series. Mm-hmm. Something that this could probably be compared compar- mm-hmm. compared to Westworld mm-hmm. um, in certain ways. And there's a big twist and it's, what four years old now? So yeah, I think yeah. yeah. Well, we find out that the man we've been following is also it grows up to be the man in black, mm. and I think part of the fun in that because it was front page of dig, Digital Spy after the yeah. second episode is the man in black. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember now. Hun and I loved that show yeah. so much. And Isn't then, that indicative? Yeah, I know. That some follow-up series did not do as well but yeah it was a younger character yeah. an older character on screen at the same time and then you found out that there was a there was a time mm. time jump but i think you still got a lot out of that because you saw how it was how it went together mm. and how they did that reveal mm-hmm. and i think that's important as, yeah. as anything okay. so I'm, I'm not afraid um i'm kind of annoyed that there was a casting piece that was on the google tv that we have Yes, yeah, so I clicked on it and it showed on. you that certainly that someone was going to be on. Mm. That was a big plot repeal the next day, which is really annoying. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I still think that was a pretty cool reveal at the end of mm. episode five. Mm. Um, I'm really excited to see how this leads on from here. And I think this is something that will set up the next few films as well. And now I'm really excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, don't, you're looking at me as if I know the answer, but yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's coming like in two months' time. Do you not think that it's going to be a bit of a letdown after WandaVision really speaks to the sort of things that we like? We love a mystery. We like things that are a bit strange, a bit weird. It's, it's not your typical just action adventurer. Like, going back to Lost, we love Lost. It, clearly, this is the sort of thing that we like. We like this sort of genre. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier... 
I'm not sure they're going to go down the same path. Isn't it going to be much more generic? I don't think they will, but I, I thought this was going to be crap. So, um, mm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine to see what they do. I mean, Falcon the Winter Soldier was meant to be the first show that was re- released, and then this was more ready than uh, Falcon yeah, the Winter Soldier, so this was pushed first. It, yeah. and, but it's Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, mm-hmm. um, and they're both fun to watch on screen. So okay. even if it's just them... Punching and kicking robots. Uh, I'm I'm fine with That's that. What you're after. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe you'll like that after this. But you know the slightly more cerebral one division, and then you get into something that's a bit more actiony. Absolutely. But I don't know. Mm. Don't don't look at me because I I know nothing about Falcon and the Winter. So what are the other things that are coming out as well? There's there's going to be lots of them, aren't so there? So there's a Loki film, mm-hmm. uh, a Loki TV series. There is lots of smaller characters that they're trying to launch. Um, I think they're doing a She-Hulk. They're doing okay. other things like that. Moon Knight, I think, is one. Um, who I don't, I've never heard of. I no. think, yeah. All right, okay. Um, they're also doing an animated show called What If. Yes, I remember that. Which is yeah. kind of like the Friends episode where they did mm-hmm. a What If on there, mm-hmm. as far as I can understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Disney Plus. We've, I think we've, we said we were going to cancel it, and we never have. We so, never um, have. They've got us now. Yeah, we'll That's just stick it. with it. And then we've got the 400 Star Wars spin-offs that are yeah, launching in the yeah. new year. So yeah, see what that get our money's worth. And now for something entirely different, can I talk about a documentary that I have watched? I think it was... Well, it might have been last week or the week before, I can't remember, but it's still available on BBC iPlayer. This is the Katie Price, Harvey and Me documentary. Very different, then. Yeah, very, very different. We're moving over to completely different genre, completely different content. So, Katie Price is an interesting character. I remember when she came out as Jordan, to begin with, as a glamour model. Yeah. um, Was all over the press. Um, was having um, high-profile relationships with, with various people, including uh, footballer Dwight York, mm. and had a baby with him, uh, Harvey, um, who has complex additional needs. And she has done lots of different things in, in, in her life. She's done a lot of um, celebrity reality shows. Most famously, I think, she went into the jungle. So I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, where she met Peter Andre. So, you know, yes. I'm running through her life story now, but she's written a lot of books. She's done a lot of autobiography. She's lived her life very much in the public eye, either in the Jordan persona or later on as herself as Katie Price. And I think that's on purpose, isn't mm. it? When we watched the recent celebrity TV show, mm-hmm. the BBC did, she kind of came out and said, look, I was just willing to... Yeah. I go to the parties. Yeah. I think what came out of that, that was another documentary that was really good called Celebrity, and I think that's still available on the iPlayer as well. What really came out of that is the people who were around at the time who were journalists, like the 3AM girls, for example. Yes. Um, but they all said that she was the most shrewd business person. Hmm. She absolutely commanded what was going on with the press if she wanted something in the press she would get it in the press it would either make her some money or it would move the narrative on and they had a lot of really good things to say about katie price i was really really surprised by this documentary i went in and i thought i i i have mixed views mixed feelings um about her as a person not not knowing her but you know how you see someone on the telly you might be judgmental about that you know you might make 
um, you might think things that aren't necessarily the truth because of the way that the, the press spin things or the way that the narrative is. I think she sets out to incite an opinion of her. Yeah, yeah. So there's often some controversial things. Often th- think, you know, there's always a, a drama or a, or a story and those sorts of things. So I went in with a bit of mixed feeling thing. Well, what what will I see in, in this documentary? And I was absolutely blown away. This is showing, very simply, a mother who is caring for a child with complex additional needs. And as someone in the same position, I could see all of the beats, all of the points, all of the things that she was going through, exactly the same things that I am going through at this this point, maybe a little bit further on. Harvey's now at an age where he's uh, he's an adult, he's turned 18, he's looking to stay in residential college, uh, that would really help his development, but that does mean that he will have to leave the family home yeah. and reside elsewhere. And seeing her going to the these residential colleges, to these special special places where Harvey would live, looking at the accommodation with him and her, the way that she parents him and responds to him and cares for him was actually incredibly moving and really, I think it just shone a completely different light. I don't think it's a side of, maybe it's been out there, but I don't think it's a side of Katie Price that I have seen put on television in this way there was a review it's funny because it's had mixed reviews that the times gave it five stars but then other papers probably more left-leaning papers actually really they were sort of mixed with it there were sort of two three stars and sort of went on about her celebrity and how it could have been broader and how it could have been this the i read somewhere that they that someone had said that the problem with the documentary was that she has wealth and fame and that's not what most people who have disabled children have access to yeah but what i really got out of this documentary was that having a child with special needs is an absolute leveler yeah you see her filling in the same forms i'm filling in yeah that take six hours just to get to like page two, mm. you see her trying to understand the local authorities offer, which again are things that we've had to do. All of the, those things, it doesn't matter how much money you've got, you've still got to fill in the same forms, you've still got to understand and then go through the same package of support. Mm. And whilst I'm sure that her bank balance looks more, will look more healthy than ours, mm. I suspect she's she couldn't just stop working now and yeah. live the rest of her life she will still certainly the lifestyle that she leaves and the house that she will live in mm. will cost her money so yeah. yeah and the thing that i mean i've not seen it so mm. it's stu- pretty stupid to me to comment but i think it's easy to knock katie price i think probably some of these reviews a lot of the comments were made before anyone even watched mm. it um and it, the review was even half written before anyone even watched it Having it, having a having a TV show of this ilk with Katie Price in it brings eyes to it. Yes. Whereas people, if it was Fred down the street mm-hmm. who was in the same situation, people wouldn't watch it. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I don't. I don't dislike Katie Price. I think she, she doesn't. I think she's got her thing. I think she'd be very careful with her persona and her marketing. And she, I mean. She, 
she's come out on that celebrity show and said, look, I will sell anything. Yeah. If someone is going to pay me to do something, yeah. I'll do it. And, you know, like... It's, Fair enough. I suspect she's not come from money. So she's just hustling and um, yeah. she's making the money. Fair play mm-hmm. to her. And having a child with complex additional needs is blooming hard mm. work. It It really, really is. And this really, you're, you're totally right. It's funny that I wish you'd watched it um, because you're totally right in what you've said. You see the day in, day out, the the grind, what, what it takes to be constantly having to give someone support, to be aware of the danger that they pose to themselves and to others, to be having to go into new surroundings and be thinking how am I going to give my child access to these surroundings in a way that doesn't cause them anxiety or stress how am I going to explain that we're going somewhere new when that might cause them to be upset all of those things where you're using you know pictures and explaining things and having to be really calm and then the flip side of that also is the amount of love and support and care and encouragement that she gives Harvey. I thought it was just really wonderful to see. And like you say, it opens people's eyes to the type of world that she finds herself in, other people find themselves in. And I'm hoping that it actually gives a bit more understanding, you know, that it really leads yeah. to more understanding of what it is like to be in that situation. Mm. So, yeah, a, a great documentary. I really, really recommend it to, to anyone it out. out there. Oh, you never normally say that about and my the, recommends. Well, a lot of them are just true crime and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. It is a bit of a different documentary this time around. <laughs> yeah, yeah re- really recommend it. Eye-opening. Doesn't just involve her, it has other people as well who have uh, children with, with similar conditions. They're talking about their experience. And I think it's worth saying that I think they're going to go back and follow his his story as he moves into the residential okay. college, which I'm really keen to, to follow and yeah. to, to see what happens and to see how the story progresses. I think that would be brilliant. Should we move on to a very different TV show? It's, good. it's a real mix this time, isn't it? I know exactly what you're going to say. Is it the mask singer? Oh dear. Just Elaine here, jumping in to say that during the course of our review, we do get a bit overexcited and manage to blurt out the names of some of the celebrities that have already been revealed in this series of The Mask Singer UK. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want to know any of the celebs, please do jump ahead. We've put the timestamps in the show notes. Thanks. I love The Mask Singer. And you know what it is? I just put that on one day, didn't I? On series one, I just put it on. What, was it like a Sunday afternoon or something like that? Well, we first saw The Mass Singer mm-hmm. when we were in America. Did we? And I said, that looks brilliant. And you said, that looks like the worst thing I've ever seen. Did we? I don't remember that at all. It was an advert. It was just starting when we were in... I don't know whether it was... It was one of the times when we were on holiday. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, it was just starting like the week before, the week after. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. This looks brilliant. And you were like, that looks like the worst thing ever. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like the sort of thing I would say. Very sort of judgmental, very sort of like sniffy. Yeah. It looks terrible, but it's the best thing ever. <laughs> Turns out. For, for those people who don't know what The Masked Singer is, and oh, you're missing out, it is kind of like X Factor or The Voice 
or something like that. So you have a group of judges, people come on and sing, but they are people in elaborate costumes. Sort you, of, you would never, you can't see anyone's skin. Yeah. You, you can't even read, I mean, you can kind of tell heights, can't you? But, you know, you can't tell stature because they put them in, some of the costumes are so big. Some of them are like mascot size yeah. and sort of Disneyland, sort of like Mickey Mouse style yeah. things. But the, some of them are very cartoonish, some mm. of them are kind of like quite gothic. Or some of them are very animalistic. Science. Yeah. These are celebrities. And they're quite well known, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a better level of celebrity than you'd think on mm. this. Some of them are singers, some mm. of them are sports people, actors, comedians, yeah, just there's a real wide presenters. Range, isn't there? Um and so and then one week, each week, one or two of them get voted out mm-hmm. and they the take people the mask off. Take the mask off, they turn around. Some of them are obvious. And there are clues that they give and really cryptic shit clues as well. Yeah, awful clues yeah. that make no sense whatsoever. But when you suddenly realise one and you're like, oh, I think it's Gabrielle. Yeah. This is proper great Saturday night TV. Yeah, X Factor really has run its course. Yeah. The voice has never had a course. Mm, sadly. And I think this is just really good fun. Yeah, it's great. And I think because they're celebrities, you can't... You can, you just sit there guessing, don't you? you just, yeah. And it's it's a little guessing game, and everyone can join in. Kids can join in. <laughs> Did one of your friends say that they thought that it was Santa Claus behind one of the masks or something like that? I think one of my friends' kids thought it was Santa Claus. Yeah. So and... even like little kids can join in. Yeah. Doing the guessing. Yeah, and his nursery teacher. <laughs> It, it, sorry, it, it wasn't one of my teeth. It was it was someone on uh, someone on Twitter. Oh, was it? Oh, it was God, Jeff Lloyd? One of your one of your friends. One of my friends. Jeff Lloyd. Yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Our <laughs> podcasting friend Jeff Lloyd, who doesn't know us, and uh, I've listened to his podcast for many years. <laughs> oh, it's just it's brilliant, and yeah, I mean the whole guessing thing, the panel guessing drives me mad because they never come up with a decent guess. Like you've got Rita Ora just pulling out names that I'm sure have just been put into our little earpiece because sometimes she like looks at the at the piece of paper in front of her and she's reading it as out out as if it's the first you know like the first time she's ever read that name in her life yeah and um, and then other people who clearly have worked like Jonathan Ross is on the panel he's clearly worked with half of these people you can see in his eyes he knows who it is but he'll still say something totally wrong um, and yeah, they get guest judges on as well. Mm. I tell you who I really love on the panel that we talked about um, actually this weekend when we watched it. It was Mo, Mo Gilligan. Gilligan. Gilligan, get it right. Who yeah. is, so Ken Yong is mm. a producer on this. It started off as a Korean TV show and he and he picked it up and he's been in the judge in every single version they've done around the world and he's got an executive producer credit. So I suspect he's making a fair few quid off this. Yeah. But with the travel restrictions, he can't be part of this this year. So they brought Mo Gilligan, mm. who... I first heard of when we were literally sat doing this podcast, yeah. going through the BAFTA winners. Yeah, totally. He is so good. He's so good. He's so personable, yeah. and I really, really think he's going to be someone who comes and like goes on to the next step yeah. after this. I totally agree. Um, I think he, I can see him doing a Saturday night, a, a Saturday night takeaway mm-hmm. style thing. Um, I can do like see him interviewing people, being a presenter. You know, just really sort of man of all that you know you know how like john bishop's gone into acting now as well i yeah. can sort of see i can see him doing so many different things i think he's a a really really like like you just you want to watch him all the time you want to like he's got such star presence hasn't he mm. so come on then who are you guessing for the final this weekend okay so oh right i'll go through them one by one right come on then so sausage 
sausage. For anyone who's not seen this, yeah, I don't know. this is a anthropomorphic sausage and chips. <laughs> anthropomorphic, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds about that... right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic sausage and chips. Yeah, in, in a little packet. In a little, no, in a in a like a newspaper yeah, like cone, chip. like you yeah, get from like, chip shop. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was absolutely convinced that it was Sheridan Smith. Yeah, uh, the wonderful Sheridan Smith. Then I moved on to think it was Stacey Solomon. And then, because she was singing They Call Me Stacey with that it's That's Not My Name song, so she yeah. sang that bit. And then someone said that it might be Stacey Dooley. Now, whoever it is has absolute pipe, like proper pipes. They are musicals, stage, you know, brilliant. But they've got quite a strong sort of... Essexy Cockney accent. I, I don't know the accent. But, but have they? Because nah, people put no. on put on these voices. And they keep saying Blackpool. And like someone said that Stacey Solomon is from Blackpool. But of course, Stacey Dooley was in Blackpool for Strictly Come Dancing. So I thought Stacey, but that, if that is her, that wow, that woman has a voice. I don't know. I still I'm thinking Stacey Solomon at the moment. Robin. So I thought that was Aston Merigold from. Is that, I think that's his name from JLS. Yeah, it might not be his name, but yeah, Aston from from JLS. But that has completely changed the whole way around. You th- had a really really good guess the other night where you said that it could be the fella from Rocket Man whose name escapes me. But he's just too big a star but to be on just, this. Yeah, he's not going to be lowered himself. And it just to didn't this. sound like him this this time round. Hey, don't don't be dissing <laughs> the mass singer, you know. Um, Badger. I haven't got a clue with, just no clue whatsoever. Well, who's the other one? That's who's... the final oh, is three. That, is that the yeah, final that's the final three. All yeah. oh, right, okay. What, what are your guesses? I don't know. You do? <laughs> I was like waiting for you to come in on all of that and you were just no, like, no, clue. just letting me go for it. Yeah. Um, I'm... But this is how exciting it is. Like, I don't think it's Stacey it Solomon. Okay, well, who do you think it is then? I think it's, I don't know. I think it's probably, I think it's too good a singer to be Stacey Solomon. Right. I, I think. Oh, sorry, Stacey. <laughs> sorry if you're listening. I think it's closer to be Sheridan Smith. Right. Okay. Um, but who, she's doing perfect pooch or pooch perfect. Not at the same time. Well, it might have been recorded at the same time. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know. Um, Robin, I think it's a young actor. I don't okay. think it's necessarily. Well, he's a dancer, isn't he? Because he really got the dancing moves out last time. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he's really light, like really. It's probably like... a Love Islander or something like. That. It's probably oh, going to no, be one of them's going to. We've known who everyone is this year, and mm. I can't. Yeah. Um, but then we've been absolutely sure about things before. Yes, we, we thought have. Grandfather Clock was David James. We did, and yeah. we were just waiting, and then the thing came off, and it was. Glenn and it Hoddle. was Glenn Hoddle. That was amazing. Glenn Hoddle, what a great voice. But of course we know that from watching him in Retro Top of the Pops. Yes. Yeah. Diamond Lights. Oh, such a good song. <laughs> that was going out tonight. Anyone wants to, you know, listen to a great song, get your, get your Diamond Lights on. It's just, I just love that song so much. It's darker pop than you'd think, isn't it, from <laughs> yeah, Two Footballers? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> so. So. That's TV done. You're going to talk about a film that yes. I really don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Okay, cue Alien Ant Farm. Right, come on then. Let's talk about Greenland. What have you got against this? 
I didn't have anything against it. Yes, you did. No, no, I, di- I didn't until, let me finish, until I listened to the Empire podcast, the Empire Magazine podcast, the other night, and they said that it was like Threads, the like the worst possible TV show about... I, that was that nuclear holocaust, wasn't it? And I, And then they said it was the most stressful, most awful really dark disaster movie ever and now i love a disaster movie but that i i haven't been able to stop thinking about how bad it could be when you invoke threads you're invoking a particular thing so i don't know anything about threads okay other than it stars the great Anne sellers (laughs) do you have any idea who Anne sellers is right do yourself a treat and just look up Anne sellers on imdb she's got the greatest career ever oh it's oh I do know you've shown me this before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just if you look at do home. yourself a treat at home if you listen to this yeah. and look up Anne Sellers, S E W L O R S. But is this the thing about nuclear fallout? Yeah. 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 It's set in Sheffield. Yeah. Is it? it was shown in school. Like I watched this in middle school. Re- no. Awful. Yes. Yes. I know. So anyway, it, it's bleak. It's awful, and that's what they were comparing this film to. Okay, I'm going to call bullshit on that. All right. Because. When we went to watch Tenet, yeah. a trailer for this came on. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this looks all right. And you said, that looks utter rubbish. Well, yes, that's what I... Yeah, it did. The trailer was just like, oh, it's another one of those disaster films. And I thought, it looked terrible. But now I'm I'm on full warning that this is really, really dark. And I don't think I like... I love a disaster film, but not when it's people ripping each other apart and, you know... and murdering each other and okay you like 28 days later there's certain things in in that film that really really stayed with me okay and that's not the sort of disaster film i like it's not that sort of film okay so i watched this it's now on amazon prime mm. it was due to be released at the cinema but with you might have noticed there's something going on um that's stopping cinemas from opening so yeah, it's, maybe it's been, that's it cause it's, it's been released on amazon prime mm. and yeah i think this is certainly of its time given mm. what's happening in the world at the minute this is about we're not even talking about what it's all about it's about a comet that's heading to earth and that's pretty much all you really need to know i think a bit like deep impact well had the same thing didn't it that's the oh, thing armageddon didn't it also had <laughs> sorry you're i've got i've got <laughs> might throw in with those you do you want to review it carry on love. so yeah i went into this expecting this to be a crap version of Deep Impact and Armageddon. <laughs> I'm sorry, do you want to calm yourself down yet? <laughs> no, it's fine. I expected this to be essentially, you know, like them films you get on the sci-fi channel, mm. like mm-hmm. Transmorphers and... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty low budget. It's 35 million. And if you bear in mind, that's less than half of Deep Impact's budget and less than a quarter of Armageddon's oh, wow, budget, really? which was 25 wow. years ago. I thought it'll be a nice, fun film, and then I'll go on. <laughs> the film that I would compare it to, because they both do the same thing in a disaster well, is Cloverfield. Because this just concentrates on one side, one family during this disaster. It's Gerard Butler and Morena Baccarin, and their child... Roger Dale Floyd, who I think is he's been in 
he's in the world beyond the new Walking Dead thing. He's in Stargirl. He's in Doctor Sleep. Okay. So he's he's making a name for himself. And they, one of the three of them is on screen probably 99% of the runtime. We don't go off to see what the President of the United States is doing. We don't go and see what the government response is. And when we do have to catch up with that, it's we're catching up at the same time as the as the characters who are seeing it on the news screen or listening, hearing it on the radio. And we, the people we meet are the people who they come across during them just trying to act and do what you would do in this situation. Jared Butler plays a structural engineer and it seems like there he is going to get some preferential treatment because of this. Um, that doesn't necessarily go the way that you expect it to go. And then the story is, how do they how do they deal with this? They get split up at points. They get split up again at points. But they're going to meet at a certain point. And it just Plot follows points. them all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> this is really dark and really that's bad. What I, that's what I said. Yeah, but it's not people... It's, it's not... It's not virginal horror. It's not like... It's more... It, it's more... It's more Cloverfield than Walking Dead, mm, should we well, say. I mean, like, like, psychological of, like, what, what could people do in in really terrible times? What would you do to live? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I mean, I know that you've read the plot yes. from start to finish on Wikipedia and yes. did so before I saw this, yes. which kind of annoyed me because you were like, oh, I know what happens. I just... I, I was up in the middle... I'm up in the middle of the night a lot. And, you know, you've got to keep yourself busy. So. But the thing that you will then go do, and you've done this a million times before now, will come in and go, oh, is that what's happened? Oh, is, he, is this happened yet? Let's, no, let's not do the marriage therapy on the podcast, though. Yeah. So it's really dark. It's really dark. Um, and you thought that was a good thing? Yeah, because yeah. bad things happen that you don't expect to see. In The Day After Tomorrow and 2012 and things like that, it's... Point, people need to get from point A to point B and this gets in the way at point and this gets in the way at point and they get past it. And yeah. yeah, okay. And they have to outrun the wind. Yeah. In this, there's brandishes and I, I, to, to explain exactly what I mean mm. would be given away plot points. Yeah. But this is really, really fun. Like, So it's dark, but it's dark fun. Yeah, because, because there's big, like there's fireballs coming down to earth from the sky and yeah um i i, I love this film this is a four star it's film it's getting really good review like did yeah. it get four stars in empire it, yeah that, that doesn't surprise me mm. um this is and i think four stars about right I'm, i might even go four and a half <gasps> it's it's so it's We've not had a film like this for so long. Oh, is it uh, the right time for one though? That's the only. I think that's my thing. I don't particularly want to watch disaster right now. Well, I was, <laughs> I was watching this whilst you were driving our son to oh, yes. <laughs> to nursery in a snowstorm, and I did yeah. think maybe I'm yeah. a little bit more stressed <laughs> yeah. out about this. Um, and, <laughs> but Gerard Butler is as good as I've seen him. Like he is not phoning it in here. Mm. He is committed. Um, Marina Baccarin really sells the emotional moments. Mm. What um, do I know her from? Where do I know her? Oh, so she's in Homeland. She's in... Homeland, that's it, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah she's that's in... How I, know her. I first knew from Firefly, mm-hmm. um, which I guess you've not seen. Mm, no, I haven't. Nah. Yeah, Homeland is the big one. Yeah, that's um, how I know her, yeah. Yeah. This is a really, really good rubbish film to watch. It's mindless. But it's... Yeah. I, I, I can't speak highly enough of this. Okay. 
Recommendation from you? Recommendation from me. I text Neil immediately afterwards mm-hmm. and put four stars but uh, on WhatsApp just yeah. to let him know. But apparently it came through as a bad review because when you put two stars either side of something on WhatsApp, it bolds oh, no, it. it bolds. It was just bold two stars. <laughs> so fortunately I put a little review underneath. So Neil was like, did you like it or did you not? <laughs> mixed. Yeah, mixed. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's not for me. I still think I won't watch it. I think. Well, I mean, you don't need don't need to now, have you? No, because no, I know it. I know it backwards. Why not just read the Wikipedia of every book? You know, save yourself <laughs> so much time. I think that's all we've got this week, yeah, isn't that's it? it? Um, what are we going to do next week? I don't know. We're going to do. Going to do a date night. Oh yeah, we were because we were going to do a date night earlier on this week, and then we were, we got tired. So yes. I have got a date night ready. I've I've got two films. So do you want for a date night an like an action adventurer or do you want a sci-fi action? What what one would you what would you prefer genre wise? Well well I know what let's 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 I know what the action adventure is. Just because I mentioned, the, I said, oh, so you're going to pick something like, and then, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you asked me before, didn't you? You asked me a couple of nights ago. I think we were just in bed, weren't we, when you asked me. So oh, like, what, so you're going to pick something like pay? Air Force One? Yeah, and then I was, then I tried to pretend that it wasn't Air Force One that I was going to pick. Yeah, by the way, we need to play at poker because <laughs> you're not a great player. No, I know. Um, oh, sorry, hun, I've completely forgotten that you knew I was going to pick Air Force One. So do you want Air Force One or do you want a sci-fi actioner? Do you want me to put Air Force One in the bag for another time? Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, okay. And we'll go for... Um... We'll go for weird sci-fi action film that I've also got that you're probably going to go, oh, it's blah, 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 now, and that'll be that. What's one with Tom Cruise that's... Uh... Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, God. Brilliant. So, next week... We'll be watching Minority Report. <laughs> so come back for a day at night. Bit, I'm sorry. A I... bit of Tom Cruise, a bit of sci-fi, a bit of action. I just know you too well, I'm you sorry. You do, you do. This is awful, but also great. These are films ways. that you've said like before oh, yeah. you really need to watch, so it's not yeah, like I'm just plucking these out of no, nowhere. No, no, you're absolutely right. But, but still, you know, that I didn't really give you much to go on. Oh, sci-fi, a bit of action. <laughs> yes, so yeah, date night next week will be uh, Minority Report, so come back for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks everyone. <laughs> I've had that in my thing from when you're oh, going to pick wow. it for years. Mark's just showing me his phone with Minority Report written on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've guessed you were going to pick that for years. Um, so to be fair, you've lasted a, a year into the podcast. I've done quite well. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Um, guess what we're going to be doing next week? At least we'll have to do it now. We can't just <laughs> yeah, like, cancel yeah. it because we're tired. Um, if you would like to follow us, we are on The Honeymoon Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd, mm. which we always forget about. Yeah, we do. And if you would like to drop us a five-star review, or four-star, when do we expect four-star? Four and a half, like, um, four and a half. like Greenland. If you think we're better than Greenland the film, drop us a five-star <laughs> review uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Apple Podcasts, isn't it called now? Does iTunes exist anymore? I don't care. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the Apple system. It's probably... iTunes still exists. Does it? But I think Apple Podcast Apple is how it's officially yeah. referred to. Anyway, on one of those. <laughs> yeah. Thanks just, very much. Wherever you listen to this, just review us. Even yeah. if you can't, just write on whatever. <laughs> just, <laughs> just text them. Bit, a bit of paper. Yeah, text a friend. 
<laughs> yeah, thanks everyone. That really yeah. does help. Uh, does help the podcast. Yes. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye.